Welcome to the Binge on This podcast, a podcast that you can safely binge and actually lose weight with Michelle Hasty Thompson. Why is it so freaking hard to lose weight, keep it off, and be done with this weight loss thing once and for all? This is the question that I asked myself every day when I was struggling and a question my clients ask when I first meet them. The easiest way to answer this question is to think about three things. In all of my years doing this, I have found that all three of these things are getting in the way of my client's success. And it doesn't seem to matter what their age is, how much weight they want to lose, how long they've been trying to lose weight, or even what stage of the weight loss cycle they are in. They all struggle with these three things. Also, The people that don't struggle with weight are not experiencing these three things at all. And this is what fascinated me the most. Because until I found these three things, I couldn't understand why some people struggled and others didn't. The answers that we hear for why never sat right with me because I couldn't find them to be true 100% of the time across the board for every person. For example, age. But not all women of a certain age gain weight or stress, but not all women who are stressed gain weight, or genetics. Well, there's twin studies that show that to be untrue. Calories, but not all people that eat a lot of calories gain weight, and most people that are thin and don't struggle with weight don't even know how many calories they eat. So what happens is we just end up accepting answers like slow metabolism or hormones to explain the unexplainable, but this was never enough for me. I had to dig deeper, and when I did, I found out about the three things that we're going to talk about today. But before I dive into that, I just want to thank you so much for showing up and tuning in. This podcast is inspired by you, and there's nothing more important to me than you walking away with permission to be more of yourself, including having your ideal body. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Nothing makes me happier than knowing that you're picking up what I'm putting out. Also, send any questions or topic ideas to info at totalbodyhealthsolutions.com or shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook at Total Body Health Solutions. All right, so let's talk about what these three things are. Basically, I noticed that these three things were always off. And the easiest way to explain what these three things are is to think about three words. And those three words, got your pen and paper ready, reprogram, realign, and recalibrate. I call this the R3 because what I found when I was working with clients, and I, and I discovered this little by little because when I was doing it for myself, that's one thing, but to help somebody else do it is a totally different ballgame. And so I realized, man, I've really got to help these people reprogram their brain because the way that they think and feel about food is never going to work. Not to mention, the people that don't struggle with weight and food do not think this way. I know because I interviewed them and I talk to them all the time and I compare The differences and not just what people say on the surface, but I'm looking even what's behind the words that they're saying and the differences in how these two groups of people think and feel specifically about weight, food, and exercise is like polar opposites. Now, why that happens is a podcast for another day, 
But today we're going to talk about just when we already know that we are somebody that has programming in the brain that has us think and feel about food and weight and exercise in a a way that is just not productive. It's mostly programmed by the weight loss and dieting industry. It's also programmed by how we were raised in the homes that we were in and how weight and food and exercise were discussed in front of us, which obviously is not, both of those things are not in our control, except that the more that we pay attention to mass media and our culture and our society and, the, and what's going on in the weight loss and dieting industry, the more we're going to get brainwashed into thinking and believing in a way that is conducive to make that industry a whole lot of money and have us keep coming back for more and more and more. So the reprogramming has to happen first. Now, the good news is this is not as challenging as you may think. Now, if we had to consciously manipulate every thought and every feeling, then yes, that would be extremely overwhelming and it would be exhausting. Fortunately, that's not the way that this works. Yes, there is some re-education that has to happen because it's going to be very challenging to let go of your current beliefs and thoughts and feelings about food, weight, and exercise because it's been ingrained in you for so long, potentially. So for me just to say, hey, you know what? It doesn't really matter if you count your calories or eat less carbs or eat less sugar. Um, That's really not the main problem here. And trying to solve weight loss from that perspective is never going to get you long-term results. And you might think, okay, I mean, maybe there's some truth to that, or maybe you think that's totally crazy. Either way, you're not just in an instant going to be like, you know what? You're right. I am 100% done ever counting calories, ever worrying about my food, and ever viewing weight in this way at all. Like, if you could think and feel and and operate like someone who's never struggled with weight, that would eliminate, you know, at least 50% of the problem. But it's not that simple because the brain really wants to hold on to this programming if we try to consciously manipulate those thoughts and feelings. So we can't do it that way. We can't we kind of have to just allow the re-education process to happen, meaning you start educating yourself outside of the typical conventional weight loss strategies like calories in, calories out, uh, keto, Atkins, low carb, low fat, um, anything like macronutrient counting, anything that you see as mainstream, really anything that's asking you to solely focus on the manipulation of food or exercise for the purpose of weight loss. Try to look outside of that industry. Try to look into the other surrounding industries that talk about food, weight, and exercise in a different way and just start to dabble in it. You know, look at who you're following on social media. Um, Obviously, you know, plug for me, follow at Total Body Health Solutions because the stuff that I'm posting is going to really imprint the correct messaging in your brain to get the results that you want with your body. But if you're constantly being bombarded with transformational before and after pictures, extreme dieting, keto, uh, you know, all of this change the body and do this diet and just get the weight off and everything in your life will change, it's going to be really challenging to ever reprogram the brain permanently. 
So I'm just asking you to start with looking at what you're surrounding yourself with. Look at the conversations you're have you're allowing to happen around you. What podcasts are you listening to? Are you just still inputting a bunch of nutrition and fitness information over and over and over and over again? It's going to create confusion. It's going to create overwhelm. And you don't need to know that much about those two things unless you want to study it and do it for a living. But if you just want to be a normal person who just has, you know, at least enough nutrition and fitness knowledge to take care of yourself, then step out of that world and just kind of have a detox. And instead of shoving yourself into the world of weight loss, I would really recommend just kind of going in the opposite direction. Like what kind of information can you put in your brain that helps you connect more to you and what your body needs and who you are and what makes you happy and what creates joy and also just maybe take a break from the brain at all like just try to spend time in the body instead of in the brain it's so challenging to change thoughts i have clients that are you know their brains are just as stubborn as mine and that means that when i try to reeducate them in this field there's a lot of pushback and resistance and it actually creates kind of more problems for a moment because now they're really in their brains and they're really in their heads and they're like okay so instead of you know focusing on our eggs good or our eggs bad uh, michelle said i have to just really pay attention to my hunger and fullness cues and then after that i need to ask myself was i satisfied and on what scale was i satisfied on and like they'll go crazy with this more positive way of thinking but still being all caught up in their heads all in their intellect all in this masculine energy of being in the head and trying to sort of analyze or intellectually pull yourself out of this weight loss problem and it won't work that way. So actually all three of these things that I'm going to talk about really require a great deal of embodiment, meaning getting in your body more, getting out of your head. So when you start to have thoughts about what you should be eating, what you shouldn't be eating or how you should be exercising or what you should be doing or what your body looks like, take a moment Take a breath. Just try to get in your body and feel. I don't mean feel emotions necessarily, although that's probably going to have to happen. I mean feel the fact that you have toes on the floor or feel the fact that you have breath moving through the body, blood pumping. Just be in your body. Acknowledge more of the sensical or sensory, I don't know what sensical is, the more sensory information and really just be in your body and experience that more than you experience what's going on in the head. This allows everything in the head to sort of calm down. It also retrains you to go to your body first before your head, which is ultimately what has to happen for a permanent weight loss shift. Because the only way to create long-term weight loss results is to do this from the body's perspective, not from something outside of you. When we use an external method to lose weight, something outside of us, then we create the need to always have to use that thing. So for example, if you lose weight with keto, you're always going to have to do some adaptation of keto, which is fine if you're okay with that. It's not how we're naturally meant to live though. So that would be sort of altering how you were born and how you were designed to live in a body, especially in your ideal body. We are not meant to devote a lot of attention or focus on the body except for what does my body need from me and how can I keep it 
you know, meet its needs, keep it alive, keep it thriving. That's about as much as attention as our body's ever really supposed to get from us. It's not meant to be controlled or manipulated or managed. Um, it's supposed to be managing everything, not us trying to manage everything. And it's very, very good at it. But I understand that when we feel like our body's kind of not really done what we wanted it to do or disappointed us or we're mad at it, it can be challenging to want to be in it. And it can be very challenging to trust that it can ever do anything on its own in a positive way. But nobody has any body problems. Now, the other two R's that we talk about are going are gonna to address why sometimes the body's doing crazy things that we don't understand. But this first R, the reprogramming R, is all about the brain and how the brain is responding to the body because essentially it's giving, unfortunately at this point, it's giving the body orders. And if that brain is in charge and it has thoughts and beliefs like weight loss is harder for me, uh, my body does not meant to lose weight long term, I'm a, like, I like food too much, my appetite's too big, Uh, Whatever these thoughts are, I'm too fat, I'm overweight and always will be, I'm genetically predisposed to struggle, Um, I have weak willpower discipline, whatever. Whatever those thoughts are that are swirling around in there, they are directly giving your body orders. Not to mention there are physiological changes that occur from those kinds of thoughts in the body, which we'll talk about a little bit later. So you kind of have two options here with the reprogramming step. You could try really hard to reprogram your brain, which would require like constant flooding of the sort of information that goes against all the current information in your head. So for example, if you believe weight loss is hard, you would have to sort of flood your brain with information that proves that weight loss is easy. That's a very challenging way to do it, but it is how some of my clients do it. I recommend just sort of sidestep the brain for a moment and get back in your body. Just feel your body. Um, John Kabat-Zinn talks about the body scan, which you can look up on YouTube. It's like 45 minutes, so it's super long, but what he does is he has you start from the toes, and instead of progressive relaxation, which is where you say like, okay, relax your toes, relax your ankle, relax your calves, like going through the body and relaxing, this is different. This is a body scan. It's about embodiment. It's Feel your toes. Not go. Not reach out and touch them. Just feel that you have toes attached to you, and that you can experience the fact that you have toes. So this body scan is a great exercise to use. Uh, I also love the body awareness meditation through Meditation Oasis, which is another podcast. And these are just awesome tools to use. But you could not even use those tools. You could just start to say, "I want to be more in my body." It's really challenging to want to be in the body when it is not what you want it to be. And the perfect example with this is with children. If your child is happy and laughing and playing and silly, you want to be around them, right? That's a fun energy to be around. You're excited to be around them. You want to be more, you want more of that energy. And usually at that time, your child doesn't need you as much because they're kind of good, right? They're stable, they're happy, they're content, everything's fine. They might want to be around you, but they don't necessarily need you. However, when your child is tantruming or crying or struggling, or stressed out, or anxious, that's not an energy that you necessarily really like to be around. It's not like you're going to be like, you know what, 
you're really crying and having a hard time, I would love to just spend the next four hours just like that. Like, no, that's not what we want to do. But we do it because as parents, we know that's when our children need us the most. And it's difficult for us. It challenges us on every level. It challenges us to sit there and listen to the crying. It challenges us to see our children unhappy and struggling. And we just want more than anything for it to just stop and for them to go back to being happy. This is exactly what's happening with embodiment. Your body is not what you want it to be right now, and so you don't want to be in it. And that's understandable. However, if the only time you're willing to inhabit your body is when everything is going great, then this is going to be a constant struggle for you with weight. And also, if, if we think that losing weight to create that ideal state is the solution to embodiment, we have another challenge because that's not how this works. It doesn't, move, it doesn't go in that order. We have to learn to be embodied now because that's the only way that weight loss occurs in a way that can be maintained long term. If we wait to lose the weight to get in our bodies, what happens is it's like a a stranger. Like we have a hard time even feeling that we lost the weight. We have a hard time seeing ourselves as what we are. We still feel disconnected from ourselves in a way at some level at some point. It might not happen right away, but after time, people start to put the weight back on and that's exactly why and for some other reasons as well. So the main point of this reprogramming step is you can either work on reprogramming and re-educating, which I recommend to do that as opposed to filling your head with what you've probably been filling your head with. So if you've been following a lot of diets and weight loss programs, definitely stop doing that so that you're not making the problem worse. And if you really like that education piece and you can't let go of having some type of education in your ear all the time or reading about it, then at least go with anti-diet information. Be careful in the anti-diet community, there's a lot of anti-weight loss people. So you don't have to subscribe to not wanting to lose weight, at least not in my opinion. I'm anti-diet, but I'm pro-weight loss. So that's a little bit harder to find. So just search out there because the anti-diet, anti-weight loss people have a lot of phenomenal things to say, and I just ignore the stuff when they say, you know, you shouldn't want to lose weight or you shouldn't alter your body because I disagree with that. So I do, disagree, I do disagree with it to a level, a level, I should say, because if you're trying to lose weight to heal all your wounds, to stop feeling inferior, to be loved and accepted more, to belong, then we're going to have a lot of issues. And I think that's really where they're coming from. However, I think that if you want to lose weight just for you, because you think that this body's not your ideal and you have an idea of what is your ideal and you just want to be your best version of yourself, which includes this physical body, I think that that's an awesome way to look at this. And I think there's nothing wrong with you wanting to fulfill your potential in every way that you can. And that's how it felt for me. I just had this feeling of this body isn't me. And I know that this is not my best. But when I was obsessed and trying to be accepted and belonged, and if you listen to my last podcast, I talked a lot about how I had all these feelings of inferiority, and that really dictated a dysfunctional relationship with body and weight. But when I stopped doing it for those reasons is when it actually happened, 
because it was just for me. It didn't matter if there was anybody else on the planet. I still wanted to lose weight. I wanted to do it just for me. I wanted to do it because I am addicted to growth and I love challenging myself and growing and being my best self. And I want to do that in every way that I can, including this physical body. And so sometimes that looks like pushing myself in the gym, but at this point, it doesn't look like that anymore. It just doesn't. And I really don't challenge myself physically much anymore. It was like once I kind of achieved my peak for my body, which is not, by the way, perfect in any way. It's not a six pack. It's not without fat. It's just what I feel like is my ideal. And once I achieved that, I kind of just wanted to put my challenge growth efforts elsewhere, more with spiritual, emotional growth. And that works for me, but I get it. When I wanted my body to change, that's what I wanted. And it was just for me. And I think there's no problem with that. So just be careful with the uh, anti-diet community because a lot of them are anti-weight loss. But there's still a lot better messaging coming from that community than the sort of mass media weight loss dieting industry. So if you want to re-educate yourself, that would be the place to go. You can follow me at Total Body Health Solutions on Instagram or Facebook. I'm always posting um, positive things that will help you in this journey. And then the other option, which I highly, highly, highly recommend because there's really no other way to do this, is to get in your body, is embodiment. It's so important to do that. So that's the first R, reprogramming. The second R is realigning. And this is kind of a twofold thing because you need to realign with your body, hence embodiment, but you and your body have to be connected and on the same page. Um, And then there needs to be a realignment from the body to the brain because right now everything's really disjointed and disconnected. You're probably not very connected to your body and your body and brain are having two different conversations because your brain is like, hey body, um, you're not good enough. You need to change. You've got too much fat. Why aren't you working efficiently? Why are you suck so bad? Why do you look so bad? Or whatever thoughts you're thinking, that's one message that's happening and feeding that to your body. And then on the total opposite side of that spectrum, you're also having thoughts like, come on body, you need to lose weight. Come on body, you need to be better. And it's like, we can do this. We're going to get the weight off. Here's how we're going to do it. We're going to get in line. Like, so it's very conflicting information happening in there, which is very confusing to the body because the body's like, look, are we doing this or are we not doing this? Because you just thought about losing weight and how we were super motivated. But, and then the second thought was, this is probably not going to work long-term. So I'm very confused as to what I'm supposed to be doing down here. Um, what the heck is going on? Can we please, please get our messages aligned? And by the way, the CEO, which is you, is not even present or here and hasn't been here for years. So I'm not really sure how you expect me to do much without them. And that's essentially what's happening. It's like you're the CEO of the company and you, you aren't present. You're not there. You've never gone into work. You haven't gone into work in 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years. But the expectation is that the employees are going to be doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing at all times. You've got to be there. You've got to have a presence. But not a micromanaging, manipulative, controlling presence either. And so the body is usually experiencing one of those. Either it's complete disconnection, absence, not there at all, or it's 
extreme control manipulation, almost too much presence, like we're going to take over and not really ever in the middle of those two things. So the body is just kind of confused um, at, between these two states. It's also experiencing a whole lot of, I hate to word, use the word abuse, but I don't know what other word to use. And this abuse comes from thoughts and picking and prodding and you suck body and you're gross and I hate you and you look awful. It also comes from the extreme things we do to the body, like putting it in ketosis, like fasting, like not feeding it when it's hungry, like robbing it of food groups. Um, also in exercise, beating it up at the gym, putting too much stress on it, not allowing it to relax when it needs to relax. Like the body is experiencing so much from all these different angles in, in someone who's trying to lose weight. It's enduring more than you would ever imagine. And so it's already dealing with like 75,000 pieces of extra stuff it shouldn't have to deal with because we're trying to lose weight. And this isn't your fault. This is how we're told to do it. And so it's dealing with all of that. Then it's got all these thoughts coming in that are very conflicting and confusing and not very nice. And it's just trying to do the best that it can. And it's working really, really, really hard to do that, which is why you're always tired, why you don't have a lot of energy, why you feel exhausted and burnt out, because both your brain is exhausted from thinking and controlling and manipulating what it's not supposed to be controlling, and your body is exhausted from all the work and effort that's being asked of it. So it becomes this very dysfunctional environment, regardless of what's happening outside of you. And this is the big piece that was confusing to me when I said earlier that there are people out there that are super stressed and don't gain weight. So what's the difference? And this is the difference because if you're experiencing all of this stress specifically about weight and food and exercise, that's what's creating the internal experience of fat storing, fat burning because they're directly connected. Hence the need for a realignment. Everything needs to be in alignment. Your thoughts, your beliefs, your feelings, your bodies, everything needs to be in alignment. You're the CEO, you're the head of it all, you make the decisions. And then your brain needs to be in alignment with those decisions that you're making saying, yes, we can do this. No, we're not going to fail. Um, no, it's not harder for us. We've just had, a, we've been doing this in a way that wasn't in alignment, wasn't really working with the body, working against it. So that's why it hasn't been working. We can do this. We're going to do this. Body, I will not give you more than you need. I will not start taking off and, and controlling and manipulating you. I'm going to let you do your thing and I'm going to support you as much as you could possibly need. That means if you're hungry, I'm going to feed you. If you want carbs, I'm going to give you carbs. If you want a nap, I will give you a nap the next time that I can or try to figure out how to get you more rest so you don't need the nap. If you want fun and creativity, I'm going to increase my fun and creativity. If you need connection, I'm going to find ways to connect more. It's like what you you are in service to the body. You're asking the body to do all these crazy things for you. So ask the body, what do you need from me? How can I support you? Be the nurse to your body. I am here for whatever you need. I always joke that I am completely obedient to my body. Whatever it asks, I do without question. If my body says I want a piece of chocolate, I don't question it. Like, all right, body, you can have chocolate. Now, a lot of clients ask me, how do you know if your body's craving chocolate or your brain wants chocolate? Because maybe my brain wants chocolate because it's self-sabotaging my efforts. Stop all of that nonsense. 
I don't care if it's your body or your brain. Because here's the thing. Sometimes your body craves pleasure. And if chocolate is a source of pleasure for you, then that's what it wants. So stop arguing with it and give it the damn chocolate. And guess what? If you do that and you enjoy it and you savor it and you you get all the pleasure from it, it's not going to ask for it 75 times a day. It doesn't need that much pleasure. However, if you don't have a lot of pleasure in your life, it's probably going to, which means let's find some more pleasure, right? But it's not that the brain is self-sabotaging anything. It's actually the total opposite. It's self-serving. It's giving, it's giving you exactly what you're asking for because the subconscious thoughts are saying, this is probably going to be hard for me. This might not work for me. This is really hard. This is challenging. And so you're really just obeying that kind of stuff. And when you have a craving for chocolate, sit down, enjoy the chocolate, And if you feel horrible afterwards, then you can start to question, like, was that really what I wanted or was I wanting something else? And you might get an answer, you might not. But the main thing is the more that you obey the body and not question it, the more clear it's going to be about what it needs and the more productive you're going to be getting what you want. So this realignment step is all about you your body and your brain getting on the same page. (laughs) We are all working together here. We are going to heal the wounds from the past. We are going to stop arguing with each other. We're going to start being nicer to each other. We're not going to micromanage each other, manipulate. Brain, your whole job is to intake information when we need it. And we probably don't need a whole lot of it because the body does 99.9% of the work and it doesn't need any of your information. It was born to do this. So brain, we'll call on you when you need you. Don't call us, we'll call you. Your body is ready to go. It's like, okay, are you finally gonna let me do this? And you're gonna say, yes, I am, and I am here when you need me, so just tell me what I can do. And that's essentially the realignment process. Now, the recalibration process is the final stage of this, the final uh, phase, right? So we have reprogramming is the first phase, realigning is the second phase, and recalibrating is the third phase. The good news is each one builds upon each other. The recalibration stage is all about creating that optimal ideal state inside of the body so that it can burn fat. So as you can see, this starts to happen when we reprogram and realign. But the reason why I bring this up is because sometimes I have clients who really aren't finding themselves too deep in the dysfunction of the reprogramming and realigning. And so they're confused as to why they're not losing weight. And when that happens, it's because of this third step. It's the recalibrating. Their body internal environment is still in that fight or flight, regardless of what's happening outside of you. Because I'm not saying that you can't have stress or fight or flight in your environment outside because that's life. But if we have a fight or flight environment inside the body, that means we're in fight or flight, which means we're not in rest and digest. And as you can imagine, rest and digest is a pretty important state for the body to be in if we want to digest and metabolize food correctly and ultimately burn fat because they're all related. So recalibrating the body is creating that relaxed, calm, ideal environment inside of the body. That's what we have to do 
so that it can just do its job. It can be in its ideal place and operating in its ideal way. And when we have all of the craziness and nonsense from the weight loss and dieting industry in putting into our bodies and our brains, it's very difficult to function at its highest level. So the recalibrating process is about really supporting the body in a healing process. And that's how I want you to think about this. I don't want you to be asking, how do I lose weight? Or what does my body need to lose weight? I want you to be asking, what does my body need to heal? That's what we're doing here. That's the ultimate goal here, is to heal the body. When the body is healed, it functions at its ideal optimal level. So what do you need to heal? Now, if you think about this, the things you've probably done in the past don't make any sense when you think about it from a healing perspective. For example, if you ask, what does somebody need to heal? Not even you. What does somebody need to heal? You're probably going to think of things like relaxation, time, space, love, compassion, kindness, empathy, right? Those are the kinds of words you think of when you think of healing. And yet the things that we think of when it comes to losing weight are restriction, deprivation, control, punishment, manipulation. See the problem here? Even something like discipline and willpower doesn't make sense in a healing space. Because if you want to heal your broken bone because, you know, you have it in a cast or whatever, like there's, you can't manipulate that to happen. You can't control that to happen. That healing is a process and function of the body. All you can do is support the healing process by not trying to wave it around like a crazy person when it's trying to heal, right? That's essentially it. Giving yourself proper food and water, I suppose, would help with the healing process because if you're not eating or drinking, I guess that'd make it pretty hard for the body to focus on healing a bone. So think about this recalibration process as a healing process. How can you heal your body. What does your body need to heal? And that's really what we want to focus on in this third phase of recalibration. So to recap, the three things that I have found that are missing in the body of someone who is loving their experience with food and weight and exercise is the reprogramming, the realignment, and the recalibration. The people that don't struggle with weight, they don't have the programming that someone has when they struggle with weight. They just don't even have those thoughts. So that's obviously not there. Their body and brain is on the same page because they've never had it taken off the same page. And why? There's a million reasons why. But there's just that's just not something that occurred for them. So it starts off aligned in all of us when we're born and it just never got misaligned, right? And our programming starts off right and their programming just never got in a way that was dysfunctional. And then the recalibration, because they don't have to deal with the, the misprogramming and the misalignment, their body's not needing to be recalibrated because it's functioning the way that it's supposed to. There is no healing that has to happen from the perspective of weight and food and exercise because it's never been traumatized. It's never been tampered with. It's never been disobeyed. So hopefully this makes more sense as to why some people struggle and some people don't. You can call them lucky, but we're actually all born with exactly what we need to be in our ideal weight. And why it switches, 
that's, like I said, another podcast for another day. But the point is that it's not that they have genetically blessed metabolism. It's that their, their metabolism that we're all born with never got tampered with. And yours probably did. Whether it's from the media, from the household, from stress, from trauma, from isolation, inferiority, from disconnection. Like there's a million reasons why, right? But it did. And that's okay because it can get fixed. It just starts with this healing process of the body, of the reprogramming, the realigning, and the recalibrating. And you can do that. Anybody can. You just have to learn how. So I would love to help you do that. Um, Just so you know, my R3 programs enrollment opens at the end of October, and it opens periodically. So if you'd like to know when the next enrollment is going to be opening, just go ahead and sign up for our free report, and that'll automatically put you on the list so that you can hear about the next enrollment time for the R3 program. Um, I open it and close it at specific times because I like to work with people through these three steps and three phases. And so I would love to have you join me for that. The next one's opening in about 30 days. And if you want to know more about that, head to terminatethebinge.com and grab your free report, which is going to help you understand this stuff a little bit deeper, as well as put you on the list to make sure that you're the first to know when this enrollment opens. Once again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. This is Michelle Hasty Thompson with Total Body Health Solutions, and you're listening to Binge on This, a podcast that you can safely binge to lose weight. If you would rate, review, and subscribe, I would be so, so grateful, and that way others would know exactly what they're going to be getting when they click play on this podcast. Thanks, guys.